All right, everybody. Uh, crazy weekend. Uh, Crypto 101 podcast coming in with kind of an impromptu uh, little episode. You could probably see by the bags under my eyes and my bloodshot eyes. It's been a busy trading weekend. Um, in fact, I think we're going to remember this weekend probably for the rest of our lives. Luckily for me, I'll always have one uh, memory. It, it was my fiance's bachelorette party weekend. And so I was actually home alone this entire weekend. And it was the best weekend for that to be possible uh, when the entire American banking system basically collapsed and I was able to be completely locked in. Uh, no, 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 sh not throwing any shade or anything, but no distractions. Um, and it was a, a monumental weekend. We saw it today. Uh, a, a one of the largest moves in rates. We saw Bitcoin as well move back up to twenty five thousand. We saw the USDC stablecoin depeg down to something like eighty seven cents or something at some point. While I mean, three or four uh, crypto banks just got literally a shot, a sawed off shotgun blown to the back of the head. Sorry, but it was a brutal takedown in a very uh, coordinated effort. And uh, somehow we're still here in Bitcoin's at 25K. So, so pizza mind, what do we make of all this? Um, I just finished a podcast recording earlier with uh, Airbill Karaman from Cuma Finance. And in that podcast, I said, the game is rigged. So <laughs> while it looks like the American government is completely anti-crypto and they don't want innovation on their soil, the actual opposite is true. And they're doing everything in their power to hold their legs around this industry that is just running a million miles an hour. And we know freaking old people in the government just can't keep up. And they're saying, we don't want this to get away from us. We want to be able to participate. We want to keep control of this, but we're not ready. And the crypto space is saying, we don't need you to be ready. And we don't care about you. In fact, we were invented to fix all the problems that you have created. So screw you. And they're saying, no, wait. So here's what I'm seeing happening right now. We're seeing a coordinated effort to try and crash as many young startups as possible. So incumbent institutions can buy them up for pennies on the dollar. Yeah. That goes getting for banks, rid of tech know, startup, crypto, anything. This is a coordinated attack. In fact, Senator Elizabeth Warren uh, is well known for having tons of short positions open right now on tech, on the entire tech sector um, wow. and banking sector. She's been very, very unfriendly <laughs> to both. Um, and it makes you wonder when the, the markets open today and bank stocks had to be halted like three or four times. Western Alliance Bank crashed all the way down 80%. Yeah, Who another bloody out there. Yeah, who's out there naked short selling the entire U.S. banking infrastructure that the rest of the world relies on, if not a coordinated attack by a few people in the know? Meanwhile, you've got people at uh, Silicon Valley Bank that were in upper management selling their stocks early last week ahead of what they knew was happening. That's insider trading. Uh, these people are going to be going to jail for a while off the backs of that eventually. But then you've got Signature Bank, a bank that most crypto companies use in some form or fashion. Right. Uh, and they're perfectly solvent. Yet Friday night, New York regulars come knocking down the door and tells the staff, get out, we're taking over. Because we're afraid there's going to be a bank run on Monday and we want to stop that from happening. 
Well, over the weekend, the federal government stepped in and said, we're going to make sure all depositors at these failing banks are made whole. Don't worry about it. There's no need to do any kind of bank runs. We got you. And if that was the case, then Signature didn't need to be seized whatsoever. So now their board of director, uh, Barney Frank, has gone on record on CNBC saying that this came as a shock to him, that the bank is solvent. Um, And this is probably going to be a case that's taken to the Supreme Court for a bank being illegally seized. How can this happen in the United States that the rest of the world relies on for stability? It is an absolute joke. And then you've got Joe Biden giving us a speech of a lifetime, which is five minutes, saying that whoever is responsible for these failing banks is going to be held responsible because no one is above the law in his administration. Well, clearly, he hadn't closed his laptop long enough to actually focus on the issues at hand and realize all this was caused by the Federal Reserve raising their rates so Mm. rapidly that bonds that were made back in the Trump administration that were only yielding 1% or 2% or less hadn't matured yet. Mm -hmm. And now people were taking their money out of banks because interest rates are, you know, mid 4% and they can get a better deal elsewhere. So the whole banking crisis was caused by the central banks themselves. And they want to put the blame on crypto. Yeah. Well, Hey guys, TiVo here to tell you about the Ufi video lock, a smart lock, a 2K camera, and a doorbell all in one. That's right, three in one for triple the security. It's easy to install. All you need is a Phillips screwdriver, no drilling required. It gives you keyless entry, so no more fumbling your keys when you have your hands full coming back from the grocery store. No more worry about the kids losing a house key. No more worry about a guest losing the house key or forgetting the passcode on your door. And for Airbnbers, it's a no-brainer as you can change the passcode at will between renters. It has available fingerprint recognition and it has AI self-learning chips. So the more you use it, the more accurate it's going to be. You will have no anxiety with the battery charging. It is a rechargeable battery and it lasts around four months. But don't worry, when it's low, it'll give you plenty of weeks notice. And also, it always comes with a physical key as a backup. There's no monthly fee. Unlike other brands that charge you a monthly fee to get your backup recorded. They're always recorded locally and you will always have access. Customer support for the Eufy Video Lock is 24-7, so you don't have to worry about any issues you have, and it comes with an 18-month warranty. What I love about this product is it is truly all-in-one. With the three-in-one, you don't have to go out and buy multiple parts. It's all in this package with the Eufy Video Lock. So if you're interested in learning more, go on Amazon and search Eufy Video Lock. That's E-U-F-Y Video Lock or visit eufyofficial.com slash video lock. Again, that's E-U-F-Y Video Lock. Eufy Video Lock. Get complete control over your front door. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus. You can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Yeah, they, they, they knew what they were doing. Um, obviously, the Fed uh, raising interest rates. Uh, ra- ra- the Fed knew what they were doing uh, in so far as they were hiking interest rates as quickly as they were uh, to stave off inflation. Uh, but really, I think one of the core underlying things here is not that Silicon Valley Bank um, happened to buy um, you know more bonds uh, than they should have, but they didn't have any interest rate hedges on. And as you know, a, a manager of treasuries, uh, you would think that somebody uh, would have priced in that risk and said, "Hey, like you know, do we think that these thirty-year government bonds that we're buying? Do you think that the you know interest rates might ever go above two percent?" Um, and they said, "Well, maybe not." So they made a very directional, risky bet. That was at the core of Silicon Valley Bank. There was there was a lot of risk there, and they weren't hedging the interest rate rises. And so I do think that the blast radius is, is going to be contained. And I think that's why they also took down Signature, uh, because Signature did have a very similar uh, duration mismatch and kind of a, a kind of, again, they weren't insolvent, but they had a, a similar risk profile of their assets relative to their deposits. Um, and so, and also a customer base that was, you know, high flight risk, if you will. So they wanted to stop it in advance. But I think this all comes back to, as I was thinking about, you know, just portfolio management over the weekend, I'm like, this makes me really, really, really bullish on Bitcoin relative to anything else, because that has really been de-risked, um, as, as like the like that's that's where people were flying to safety in. People were selling USDC stablecoin. People were selling every stablecoin, and they said, "I don't know where to go. I'm just going to go to Bitcoin because that's just what I believe in. That's what the safest is." There, there was nowhere that really felt safe except Bitcoin. I think people were selling their altcoins for Bitcoin. Um, you know, and you could see it in the chart. I mean, it, you know, it had a huge jump in dominance, um, and I think it's a great you know kind of reminder that Bitcoin was built and invented uh, in the last financial crisis, the last banking crisis, right? When, you know, Bear Stearns and Lehman Brothers and the whole world kind of froze um, when credit froze and money stopped flowing for for an instant. Um, Bitcoin was really, you know, evangelized at that point. And I think that it's another, people are going to be reminded, wow, I couldn't get access to my money. I was so, people will remember that fear It'll never let it happen again, right? Because that's going to traumatize people. And this is a very traumatizing circumstance for a lot of people who were banking with Silicon Valley Bank or Signature or any sort of regional bank. Everybody, this is a very widespread far fear. That's why the VIX went up from 19 to 32 over the course of like three days. It's a you know huge like you know two or three standard deviation kind of move. Um, it was all based on that. So I think it's it's going to be a roof, a refresher for why people want digital bearer assets that you could have access to 24, seven, 365, and you always have custody of, and you have proof that it's not being rehypothecated. It's not being mismanaged by somebody because you know, the asset is there. The asset is on chain. I think all this is going to be another big shift before I shut up here. 
uh, it's going to be another big shift in, in markets as they start to think and reprice uh, the odds of rate cuts, because this shows that something was kind of breaking, right? This is something breaking. And you see um, what happened today. A lot of people started to, um, to, to see these markets that were you know falling, right? Yields were falling intensely at people starting to price in rate cuts uh, this year now. Uh, I saw even uh, the bank Namura, I think it was Namura or SoftBank or, or one of these big banks was saying that they're pricing in for the March um, basis points to be negative 25 basis points for the Fed in their March meeting. So again, we have CPI coming up, um, but there, there's been a big, big, big 180 in how the markets have been pricing the risk of recession and interest rate hikes. So interest rate hikes are definitely going to be slowing. Um, so I think we're in an easing environment. I think it's very similar to when, uh, if you actually think back, look at the charts exactly three years ago. I remember it like it was yesterday. I woke up and I was laughing because Bitcoin had fallen 50%. Um, and it was March 12th, 2020. The liquidation index or the liquidation engine on BitMEX uh, went wild. And you remember it just kept limit, limit order down, limit order down. Uh, the markets, you know, S&P fell. It was all the COVID fear, right? It all culminated in that day. And the Fed said, hey, we're going to have this emergency, uh, you know, act that we're going to flood the markets with liquidity. We're going to bring rates to zero. And, and that bottomed Bitcoin and Bitcoin rallied after that from $3,000 on the way up to $69,000. Basically didn't look back except for a little period. Um, but it was a pretty much a straight shot, right? Over about a 15 month period. Now, fast forward three years, and the setup is exactly the same. Uh, the setup is exactly the same. We have, you know, we're coming out of a really bad bear market, year and a half bear market. The, the halving is 12 months out. It's on the horizon. And we just got a Fed that came up and, and said we're backstopping, um, you know, a, a big piece of the banking system, adding liquidity, slowing the pace of tightening. And you have another, you know, backdrop of global banks globally. You know, People's Bank of China has been easing for 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 months now at this point. Bank of Japan. Um, so on net, I mean, you could see, you know, Bitcoin pricing this, you know, in and being bullish. I think you know a lot of people are going to keep waking up to this, and I'm I'm long. Full disclosure. <laughs> yeah. So. The, my key takeaways from this is there's no smart money anymore. Like that's a term that we just need to retire at this point because everything's priced in until you have a virus hit or a bank run happen. And my prediction of a long, slow accumulation phase over almost the rest of the year goes right out the window because Bitcoin is absolutely ripping right now, as it should be. <laughs> this was the reason that it was built. And if someone doesn't have exposure to it already, you can bet they're going to try now. Yeah. In fact, CZ and think about when people Binance. are thinking about their diversification plans. They're like, "Oh, I'm going to go oh, to a yeah. million different banks." And it's like, no. think about when the banks fail. Like, you, this is going to be a huge piece of people's diversification plan going forward because it's fundamentally mm -hmm. entirely different. Yes. So CZ has completely lost faith in uh, the U.S. banking system, and he transferred 980 million dollars that were backing. BUSD deposits. He burned the BUSD and bought Bitcoin, Ethereum, and BNB instead. And he did that all uh, and let everyone know on Twitter last night. <laughs> yeah, I don't have any more faith in 
holding actual dollars. So <laughs> we're going to start backing. Uh, we're just going to buy all this other stuff instead that we at least know will be here. Yeah. is isn't going to get seized by the U S government. So what a boss move to do at that time. Uh, and on the flip side, you've got some poor sap, some dope right now. Who's probably getting divorce papers because he took 2 million USDC and market dumped it over the weekend, clearing the order books down to five cents on a wick. So this guy probably ended up with like 35 or 40 grand out of that $2 million oh my God. that he panic sold. Yeah, never never trade crypto in a heightened state of emotion or panic. Uh, that is for sure. Like if you feel your heart racing and things like freaking out, like take a walk, slow down yeah. a little bit, make sure you're making a, a rational decision. I think that would be the first. Uh -huh. <laughs> Who would have thought that Tether would have been the safest stable coin? I yeah, saw a meme that really. said it's backed by hookers and assassination contracts. Jesus. Which I yeah, was I don't, I don't but... know about that, actually. Those are some bold it's, it's just a meme. You can't take it seriously. But Fair enough. <laughs> it, it just shows that Tether and its uh, lack of transparency, yet over diversity on all kinds of random things, <laughs> is actually leaning into its strength. So it didn't depeg at all. In fact, it was trading above now. I was going to say a depeg to the upside. USDC. <laughs> yeah, depegged to the upside for like the first time ever. And died depegged as well because it's partially backed by USDC. So just a ridiculous thing. But in terms of stable coins, if you really want to diversify, here's three stable coins that don't rely on banks whatsoever, not by any degree of separation. You have IST, the algorithmic stable coin that was built by Agoric. You've got Frax, which is built by Frax Finance, which is tremendous. And you also have SUSD built by synthetics. So if you're really trying to diversify your stablecoin exposure right now, I would recommend doing some further due diligence on those three projects and seeing if uh, the risk model is right for you. Yeah, but for every stablecoin that has survived, there's been a hundred stablecoins that have failed. So understand yes, that. Be advised. Yeah, just because it's a stablecoin, it's a misnomer. They're trying to be stablecoins. Um, and they're live, you know, live markets. And, you know, at the end of the day, don't put any more money in a stable coin that you could afford to lose. I think we've learned that lesson from Luna yes. UST anchor. That was too good to be yeah, true. Make and sure you understand the mechanisms of redemption as well. For example, yeah. with synthetics, you're minting SUSD off of depositing SNX or you're taking a loan mm -hmm. against it. But if SNX goes way up in price and you'd sold it off, you're going to have to pay back a lot more to redeem that. So Mm -hmm. Understand the mechanics of all this stuff before putting your money into anything. And that goes for one-to-one -one back stable coins also. You know who's another stable coin that wasn't affected? TUSD, Trust Token. Those guys have a sick basket of tokens. Um, they don't make a whole lot of waves, and that's probably good for something that's supposed to be sound, stable money. So you can look into those guys also. I'm also excited about um, Maker's Approach uh, with DAI. Which again, I don't know why they're calling it Dai. Uh, it should be a better name for a token, but that's what it is. But it's got a diversified collateral base where it's got some USDC, it's got some Ether, it's got some other cryptocurrencies, and it's also got about ten percent of its collateral uh, ratio in real-world assets. So these are diversified revenue streams from real businesses, accounts receivables, all sorts of different, um, you know, escrow payments, and and you know, you know, actually real world um, assets, essentially. 
And so I think that having a collateral base uh, that issues a stable coin against it, like that's pretty cool. And nobody else is really integrating those real world assets. You know, Centrifuge is Maker's partner there. Um, but not many other, I mean, maybe Aave with their, their new stable coin is kind of doing that Aave with the, the go token, but, uh, yeah, just a couple interesting things to, uh, to chew on as we kind of digest this crazy, crazy weekend. Um, one that we'll never forget one that we'll truly never forget as uh Silvergate goes down. Silicon Valley goes down. I, I want to call, you know, signature bank. I want to call this the coinfiscation. This is like, you know, the the confiscation of many on ramps and off ramps between, you know, several uh, tr- uh, financial institutions that that were banking with crypto, and so I think at the end of this, the the market participants get turned over because a lot of people just got booted out. There's going to be a whole host of new people that get booted in, um, whether through new businesses or new policy and all that stuff. So it's definitely, I mean, this was a hard reset on the markets for sure. Um, and so that's what, I think that's what we really needed. Um, so yeah, that, that's kind of how, how I'm taking this whole thing, but Pete's any closing words for the, for the good citizens? Yeah. This just in while all this is happening, China's in the middle East brokering peace between Saudi Arabia and Iran. And I'm sure all of them are laughing at us right now. So America, get your shit together before it's too late. Save big money on everything for your next project at Menards. Spring is here making it the perfect time for outdoor projects. Suncast storage sheds are an excellent solution for protecting outdoor lawn and gardening tools. They're easy to assemble, and the all-weather construction provides water resistance and UV protection. Save big on Suncast storage sheds. View our selection of Suncast products today in-store and on Menards.com. Save big money at when you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.